Welcome to Sweet Play Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike Magmasunas. How's everybody doing today? I am doing great, guys. Uh, so today is supposed to be gone in 60 seconds, supposed to be a solo episode, the return of the Masunas episodes. No more co-host, no more Jameson. Eh, it kind of sucks. But I had a friend send me a message, say, hey, you want a co-host for tomorrow? I said, sure, why the hell not? And uh, hopefully you people like him because I haven't heard otherwise if you don't like this guy or you do. So you got to let me know. But I got time channeling Peter on the line. What's up, sir? How you doing, son? What's going on, Mike Mack uh, and the nation, uh, backed by popular demand. Uh, I listened to the episode. I enjoyed it. And I told myself, hey, you should get on there more often. So here I am. It's, <laughs> but funny enough, if people don't like somebody, I always hear about it. But if people like somebody, I never hear about it. So it must be, you must be doing something right because, you know, I, I did message a couple of my nation guys. I'm like, hey. What'd you think? You like Peter when he was on there when we did the, you know, thing? And he's like, yeah, man, that was awesome. I'm like, did you like the rap in the beginning? They're like, oh, yeah, that was a good flow, man. It was good. So Yeah, I don't know. That was a little cringeworthy going back <laughs> and listening to it for me. But, no, that that, that that's cool if, um, if people kind of, um, you know, like hearing something a little bit different and having me on here. But if you get, you know, if people don't want me on here, yeah, write into Mike, let him know. Say, get rid of that guy. He's a jerk off. Yeah, yeah go, go back to your own podcast. Yeah, no, um, it, it's all good. Um, you know, Jameson and I, uh, we definitely want to do something, but uh, with my new work schedule and his schedule, things have kind of changed, and uh, it doesn't look like we'll be getting together very much, uh, unfortunately. And so I just thought, hey, you know, I'm just going to go back to the solo days, you know, but, uh, you know, time traveling Peter, uh, he's just like, hey, I'm open this, you know, I can help you with gone in 60 seconds. I'm like, hey, I could bounce some ideas off. That's cool. We had fun last time and you're definitely more comfortable being on here. You know, the first time for coming to America, you know, I could tell you were really nervous. I but, was. But the last episode, I mean, you you called me out and I called you dick and it was all <laughs> good. It was all good in the hood. So uh, yeah. I, I, I think I think you're definitely I mean, you, you're the bastard child of STL, as you yes. like, as you like to say. <laughs> so you're definitely more comfortable behind the mic, and it's good. And uh, we definitely have some fun laughs, man. I, I, I had a blast on the last episode. So I definitely wasn't gonna turn you down when you said, "Hey, you want to co-host for tomorrow?" I was like, "Heck yeah, let's do it." So. Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me on um, uh, again. You know, because because sometimes I feel like. You know, because I, I don't hear anything from the nation, and I wonder sometimes if they're like, "Man, here, here's this guy emailing in again," or <laughs> "Man, like this guy here, he is on the show again." Like, you know, so I don't hear anything, and um, you know, I, I obviously have a good time when I'm on here, and uh, you know, that's why I interact with you, and yeah, throwing it out. Hey, if you need, if you need someone to jump on with you tomorrow, I'm free, and so here I am. It's, so, it's true. And uh, yeah, dude, people like emailings because unfortunately people have a life and they can't, you know, uh, people would love to write in every episode, but it's just not feasible. And it helps when some when somebody writes in, whether it's the same person or not, at least you get some sort of different reaction or yeah. maybe it brings up something that wasn't talked about in the review. So it's cool. You know, nobody's ever complained about it. Obviously, people like you in the nation because they always like your post and they interact with you. They don't tell you to go away. Believe me, we've <laughs> ki we've kicked people out of the STL nation before. It's not been a lot, uh, but I've 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 done it. I did yesterday, by the way, and I'm not going to go into that. But uh, it's true. So yeah, it's been there's going to be some changes coming up. Uh, as you know, the the group is closed, and I think I'm going to keep it that way from now on. 
Um, just because I got, I got some personal things going on and, and just some outside people that just really annoy the piss out of me and I don't want them seeing things. And, you know, I think the group we have is the group that needs to stay. If people want to join, search it out. That's fine. You just, you know, when it's, when a group is open, you can see all the posts and what people, uh, talk about, but when it's closed, you can't see anything. You can just see the group. And I yeah. think I think that's the way I want to keep it uh, going forward. So yeah. So all they got to do is just uh, reach out to you, and you can add them, right? Yeah. They just type in. They can still type in the STL Nation in Facebook, and they just have to request to be part of the group, and I'll accept them. You know. There you go. So yeah. How about we roll into some news, sir? Let's do it. So uh, I had my boy Watson uh, give me a buzz and say, hey, I enjoyed the episode with uh, Time Traveling Peter and you. It was good times. But uh, you didn't talk about the Avengers 2 trailer. I wanted to know your thoughts. I'm like, actually, you're right. Uh, Since I haven't podcasted in two months, uh, as you kindly pointed out, uh, and we had a much fun, you know, dissecting the Furious 7 trailer. We never Mm -hmm. did talk about the Avengers 2 trailer. And there, there isn't much news out there. So might as well spend some time, talk about the Avengers 2 trailer real quick, and then we'll roll into our movie review. So uh, so overall, sir, I, or we can talk a little about music news, actually. Uh, I think you brought some with you. Uh, what did you think of the Avengers 2 trailer, sir? I thought it was pretty good. Uh, it, and it plays a little creepy, you know. Uh, and I, I don't think we're going to say anything new since the other trailer's been out for a little bit. But... Um, yeah, the the voiceover of uh, Ultron, you know, uh, played or voiced by James Spader. I, I think he's kind of um, uh, singing that like a Pinocchio song or something. Yeah, no, about string, no strings on me. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, it, it'd be funny if somebody did a parody and did a little no strings attached, you know, a little in sync uh, parody <laughs> with Ultron and the Avengers. No, I I thought it was really awesome, man. They they, they showed us um, uh, a bunch of cool things, and and you see the the start of what um, may lead into Captain America three Civil War, where uh, you know the guys are starting to turn on each other, you know, with Iron Man and uh, Captain America. But uh, do you remember uh, like one of the scenes where they showed like a broken um, shield? Yeah, Captain America's shield. That's the last shot of the before. Yeah. You know, there's no strings on me. 
right um, yeah that, so, that was pretty awesome man it is it is and, and you know his shield's supposed to be really strong so it, you know it gets people thinking and for me when you know when i have a question i try to seek out answers and there's a speculation that uh with what was it scarlet witch is that the um yeah that's her scarlet witch right so i guess one of her powers that she can uh, kind of make you see what she wants you to see you know uh that kind of thing and and uh it's a possibility that the shield is actually uh not even like a real shot it's actually someone's imagination you know well that's uh, cool yeah so that, so that's kind of interesting just that um well i, I don't even know what well I, I brought it up because i it was interesting to me that because my first reaction was like holy crap you know his shield is broken and i kind of looked it up it's like well it, it, it could be that it could be like a real uh, a real thing that we're looking at that's going to play out in the in the movie or it actually can be something that um, Scarlet Witch conjured up in someone else's mind or something like that so it's going to be really interesting it could be this movie could be a lot more uh, what's the word I want to say like say a little bit more cerebral yeah, yeah, it's it's supposed to have more serious moments, you know, not as uh, action-packed funness of the first one but it's supposed to kind of take a more Dark um, turn, yeah, dark turn. And speaking mm-hmm. of parodies, I love the uh, the trailer version of Pee Wee Herman. Have you watched that yet? No, I haven't. <laughs> you haven't shared it. Why uh, did you share something like that? Oh, it's so good, man. Because he was on Jimmy Fallon, and okay. Jimmy Fallon plays. Uh, he only does the last minute of the trailer, but he does his uh, Pee Wee voice on Hulk. He's like, you know, it just, and he does the "There's no strings on me." It's it's very very funny when you okay. watch it because it's such it's such a deep dark trailer and then when you have pb herman doing all the voices and doing all his little sound effects right you start laughing so hard it's not even funny it, it's excellent i would search it out jimmy fallon tonight show pb herman avengers trailer whatever something along those lines in youtube check it out it's only like a minute and a half he does and they show him in the booth yeah. And they and they have the trailer next to him. The best part is when the Hulk comes on screen and he does his hee hee voice or <laughs> however he does it. Yeah, it's so good. It's perfect timing the way he does it. Okay, and the nation, don't be surprised if you see that clip in the group page. Soon. It's it's <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah, you know the the thing that I enjoy was the extended trailer. I have always had this theory that if anybody can move Thor's hammer, it's Captain America. And in the trailer, the extended trailer, they show him being able to move it. Now, I honestly think, since he's such a great guy, he faked that he couldn't pick it up the rest of the way. That he moved it, and when he realized that he could pick it up, he's like, no, I don't want to disrespect Thor like that, so I'm going to pretend I can't continue picking it up. That's kind of my theory with that scene right there. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's very interesting because... uh... You know, him being able to even budget, you know, it kind of makes you think, well, is Captain America worthy enough to be able to uh, pick up um, Mjolnir? Is that right? <laughs> I have no idea what the name is. I, I know I Darcy call calls it Mjolnir. Yeah, I just call it Thor's Hammer. That's what that is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, that, that was really interesting. It, it was definitely like... Uh, it, it kind of made everyone look at each other, right, in, in, in the trailer. So that's going to be really awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I can't wait, man. This movie's going to be really big. I know. I can't wait myself, man. Uh, next year, though, man. Mm-hmm. Next year is... Uh, and, boy, it's going to be it's, so good. What we got? We got Furious 7. Uh-huh. We got uh, Avengers 2. Uh, what else do we got next year? Star Wars. Yes. What yeah. else do we got? Um, I think I think some of the other stuff are coming out in 2016. So um, those are the three. I mean, we can look it up if you want, but um, 
Those yeah. are the three that's coming to mind. Yeah, those are the three big ones. I mean, clearly, uh, even though Fury 7, as I said in the last episode, is my most anticipated, I know there's no way in hell it's going to be the number one grossing movie of the year. I would say number three. That's probably it. I would say Avengers would be number one. So I actually think it all grows Star Wars. And I honestly believe that. Ooh, I, I don't know. I, I think I do, man. I really do. I think it would be Avengers one, Star Wars two, Furious seven, three for for the year end gross total. I really do. Um, I, I think I think Star Wars is gonna take it um, because well, it, there's I don't more, even there's more fans. Oh, man, how do I it, put this, man? Just because it's been around for 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 so long. I mean, we're looking at like what uh, like forty. Five years, forty years. The word of mouth, though, is what made Avengers one super strong at the box office. I mean, people went back two, three, four times, and family, like myself, my wife and I, we never go see a movie twice in the theater. And I saw that movie, you know, twice in the theater. Um, and it, we went midnight show and then went the next day, you know, and I know multiple people have seen it four or five times. So if Star Wars is as good as it's going to be as predicted, then yeah, maybe it will be. But I just, I think Avengers 2 has a really good shot of being top grossing movie next year. Yeah. Yeah. It'll yeah, be- we'll, we'll, we'll see. But, but uh, I, I guess to be fair, I think Star Wars comes out later in the year too. So, um, yeah. So, you, I- so I don't think you'll be wrong. So uh, yeah, it, it probably, it'll probably be, um, higher grossing like the following year for star wars yeah furious 7 kicks off the summer so which is a good way to do it you know uh it it definitely it kicked off um fast five kicked off that summer and it ended up being number two or number three of the year in the box office and uh you know that people just even if they've never seen them any of the movies they want to see how they handle the paul walker situation yeah so that's gonna that's gonna get extra revenue there uh, of course, Avengers is going to make big money. Star Wars is going to make big money. Uh, I'm excited, man. Of course, you know, uh, Superman uh, is 2016. And mm-hmm. then, you know, there's going to be a bunch of other stuff in 2016. But I'm excited for next year. It's going to be fun. I really enjoyed the Avengers trailer. I thought it was good. Uh, I definitely, you know, I, I hear the rumors. One of them is going to die. Hard to say which one it'll be. I think you're right about the Civil War setup between... Iron Man and Captain America. I like the fact that Robert Downey Jr. isn't going to make an Iron Man 4, but he's going to go in other people's movies. I actually like that idea yeah. a lot better. Yeah, I, I think he... Um, I don't I don't know if it was Robert Downey Jr., but somebody even mentioned that they wouldn't even um, turn down the... Uh, uh, well, they said the, it, it's even possible that they, they would even come on to the um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too. They said that, that that's even a possibility. Oh yeah, I I think I did hear Robert Downey Jr. say that as well. But okay. uh, yeah, it, it's definitely a possibility to do that, and uh, you know I, I'm all for it. Now the agent, um, the Agent Carter show, right? Yes. Is that, that the name of it? Is that uh-huh. going to be a mini series? It sounds like it. The way that the previews are saying, you know, a, a twelve night of or a twelve episode event or something like that. I swear that's what I keep hearing in the trailers, but I I, I don't quite catch it because. It goes so fast, but I think it's actually going to be like a miniseries. I don't know. Man. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember hearing that or reading it, but I have seen the um, like the trailers twice, and every time I catch it, it's like at the tail end because I didn't know it was coming. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it's going to be a miniseries. I mean, it, it um, 
I guess it would kind of make sense because she was kind of more relevant back in the 40s, right? Or yeah. whatever yeah. era it was. Um, but hey, I got a I got a little list of 2015. Do you want me to yeah, throw yeah. some names out and you tell me whether or not you're interested? Yep, throw it out. Okay, I'm gonna try to go from from the um, what I think would be the lesser uh, anticipated movies leading up to one you know some of the most anticipated. Yep. So uh, Minions, apparently they're getting their own movie. Oh, interested? Not interested? Uh, interested. Okay. Cinderella, live action. I've seen Cinderella live action like six times. <laughs> okay, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. No interest. <laughs> I, I kid you not, I probably guarantee a porno flick is going to be more story-driven than that movie will be, as terrible as that sounds. I mean, that, um, that's, oh. that's, that probably won't be far off from a porno flick itself. Oh, my uh, gosh. Insurgent, the, the sequel uh, to Divergent. Oh, Divergent? I never yeah. seen the first one. Okay, uh, this is but, Insurgent. But uh, I definitely want to see the Maze Runner when that comes out, man, because it's oh, okay. got it's got my boy Dylan O'Brien from Teen Wolf. So, and I know it's kind of based on the same series. So, if Maze Runner is is awesome, I'm gonna check. I'll probably check out Diversion if it hits Netflix. So, yeah, Maze Runner should already be out. If anything, you're probably waiting for a home release. Uh, I haven't seen the digital copy out yet. Yeah, so, yeah. But okay. I'm all about the physical. I don't like digital copies, so I always wait the two weeks before it comes out. Ninja Turtles is the next one. That's going to be a, a Walmart crazy exclusive. Did you see that that I shared, son? Oh, yeah, man. yeah. The, the masks and the oh. ac- action figures too, right? It's going to be awesome, dude. I can't wait to get my hands on that. But go on. Continue. Okay. All right. Jurassic World. Uh, Yeah, interested. Ant-Man? Did I already say that? No, you did not. Uh, I don't know. I got to see a few trailers. Okay, I like Paul Rudd though. I think so I'm gonna I. give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Star Wars Seven. Uh, yeah, of course. Okay. Um, let's see, and uh, obviously Furious Seven. Obviously. Uh, and last but not least, Pitch Perfect Two. Yes, yes, <laughs> I love that trailer. That was fantastic. Oh, it's so good. I love that. I love Pitch Perfect, the first one. It's it's an excellent movie. I did not think I was going to enjoy it. I was I thought it was going to be kind of a like another dumb musical, but it's far from that. It's excellent, uh, excellent characters, excellent music. It's all acapella, yeah. which is just fantastic. Uh, I love in my my favorite part in Pitch Perfect. I'm going to review that movie, by the way. But nice. spoiler alert: my favorite part in Pitch Perfect is the. Uh, in the the nighttime scene where they're singing, you know, uh, one person will sing a no song. No diggity. Yeah, no. With the, the battle, the, right? Yeah, the battle. The no diggity is fantastic, man. I absolutely love that scene. Uh, and then the trailer comes out. I love Rebel Wilson. Yeah. She still. I love Anna, and I love Rebel. They steal the show. Uh, I love the end, you know. Uh, so you want to have sex? Absolutely not. And then yeah. she winks. So good. So you said so you just no. winked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it looks, you know, Elizabeth Banks. It's her first di- directing, you know, debut. Yeah. Debut. Uh, and she looks. She's acting just the way she was in the first one. It looks like she did a good job based on the trailer. I can't wait to see what songs they're gonna throw in this movie. That's what I'm really excited about. I was kind of wondering where were they gonna go for the story, but after I saw the trailer, I was like, ah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, new adventures. Yeah, so for sure, I mean, my wife and I, we're probably going to go see that a few times. My kids love Pitch Perfect. Of course, when the battle comes on, I got to tell them, okay, don't sing this song. Don't sing this song, you know, because, you know, when they start getting into the sex 
uh, category, I'm like, oh God. And they start singing like a virgin. And I'm like, oh God, I'm so, I, I hope you don't know what you're singing. Stop singing that part, you know, go out of the room or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. I, I love Pitch Perfect and I cannot wait for the sequel. The sequel looks just as promising to be fantastic. So. Yeah, and and I actually missed uh, missed this title too, which should have been like one of the first ones. But Terminator Genesis. Nope, no interest. I will, I'll, I'll Netflix that. I I think I would still check it out in the theaters. I will wait for your review, sir. <laughs> yeah, because I'm such a big Terminator fan, I would still check it out. I mean, three I think is pretty universally disliked. It doesn't exist. Yeah, Neither I does four. I, I was on active duty when that movie came out, and it was played on where I was stationed. Uh, and it was free for us. After I watched that, I was like, I know it's free, but I want my money back. <laughs> <laughs> I was not happy. Talk uh, to the hand. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God! Don't get me started, man. <laughs> I, I hated all of that. I'm just like, come on, Arnold. You kidding me? You didn't have the kahunas to say, hey, no. <laughs> I, I get that it's funny, but it doesn't belong in this movie. Um, and then Salvation, you know, some a lot of people actually don't like that either, but I, I actually kind of liked it for what it's worth. I mean, it's the first time that it actually took place in the future. You know, and, and I get it that people were saying, well, it, it should have been focused a little bit more around John Connor, which it didn't, but it, it was still watchable for me. And, you know, and I'm sure, you know, a good chunk of people still haven't seen it, but the little cameo, you, you know, towards the end of that movie, I, I thought was really awesome. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Uh, Yeah, the spoiler alert, Arnold, right. CGI yeah. stuff, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, I was trying to avoid it, but there you go. <laughs> yeah, well, it's old enough, so... <laughs> Yeah. Hey, spoiler you know. alert, Bill's, yes. Bill Murray's in Zombie uh, Zombie Land. <laughs> I don't care, man. If you yeah. don't like it, you can write in. I'm in an attitude of I really don't give a damn anymore. Yeah, the Ugh, um, people pissed me off. One one of the we reasons I'll talk about those people. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but no Genesis, yeah. One of the reasons I'll, I'll for sure check it out is because uh, Amelia Clark um, from Game of Thrones is, is uh, Sarah Connor, and I really like her. So. Oh, yeah, I know you do. Yeah, <laughs> but I mentioned it before. Kind of. All right, yeah. sir. All right. I, uh, that's it for our news uh, music. Uh, I'll save for another day. Let's uh, let's get into our reviews, sir. I've gone in sixty seconds with Mr. Nicholas Cage, sir. Time it took you to buy your ticket. Three point two minutes. Time it took you to get your popcorn. 2.5 minutes. Time it took them. Well, let's go, let's go, go. To steal your car. car. Hello, ladies. 60 seconds. Move, 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 go. Come on, sway, baby, work your magic. Hold on, I know you ain't gonna do what I think you're gonna do. Stop! To go old school. A day to shop, a day to prep. Surprise attack. Nice. A little trick I learned in the car thief retirement home. By the time the first car's reported stolen, all this, your ship set sail. <laughs> we do this, we do it my way. Guys, <laughs> was a sucker for a redhead. <laughs> I 
friend. <laughs> 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 Okay, let's ride. Gone in 60 seconds. What do you think is more exciting, having sex? Or stealing cars? Having sex. Well, boosting cars. Yeah, that's a good line. All right, man. Gone in 60 seconds. So this is a remake. We're not talking about the old school flick. We're talking about the one with Nicolas Cage, Angelina Jolie. Uh, a lot of great, great people in this movie. Robert Duvall, uh, Giovanni, uh, Ribsy, right? Ribisi. Ribisi. Thank you, sir. I watched the wrong one. I watched the 70s version. Oh, what is no. wrong with um, okay, sir. So basically, this movie came out uh, in the year 2000. Now, let me just kind of give you my history on Nicolas Cage. I've actually always been a big fan of Nicolas Cage. Uh, much like Tom Cruise, I think a lot of people were humongous fans of Tom Cruise. He kind of went psycho and started making, uh, I don't know, he just kind of lost credibility. Now, with Nicolas Cage, I never really thought he was off until like people started really kind of throwing it out there. And I really enjoyed Ghost Rider. I, I thought a Ghost Rider was really fun. I was hoping they were going to make a sequel and then the sequel turned out to be pretty trashy. So he's kind of been going down the hill. Unfortunately, you know, a lot of there's a lot of great movies with Nicolas Cage, you know, leaving Las Vegas with my girl Elizabeth Shue, of course, uh, is just a great movie. Uh, Face Off, I know, is one of your favorites. Yes. There's there's so many great movies that I really enjoyed. Con Air from Nicolas Cage. Uh, I think I've watched less and less of his movies, but he will definitely hold a, a place in my heart of favorite movies for like a 10 or 15 year period for me where I'm just like uh, maybe 10 years. Like Raising Arizona, I can't stand that movie. I hate it. And I had no idea he, he was in that movie. And I know people are yelling at me now, but I just, I'm sorry. I watched Raising Ona seven times as a kid. It was forced on me and I never got, it never got funnier. Okay. It's yeah. terrible movie. I don't care what you say. And, uh, I'm glad that Nicolas Cage made better movies. And, uh, this was a movie surprisingly I've never watched the beginning of watching it for the first time last night. It, I don't start watching this until 20 minutes in is when I've always started picking this movie up, which is really weird for me. So what's your history with some Nicolas Cage, son? Uh, as far as Nicolas Cage goes, um, I I don't really remember like what are some of my earlier uh, Nicolas Cage movies, but obviously you mentioned uh, Face Off is, uh, is probably my favorite Nicolas Cage movie. Um, you know, uh, you know, I love the rock. Um, Con Air, which you mentioned, yeah, and one of my guilty pleasures is uh, Peggy Sue Got Married. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did you ever see that one? Yeah, I did. Good movie. Yeah, I like it. Even though it, I'm not, I'm not a big. Uh, what's her name? Kathleen it, Turner. Yeah, I like her in Vi Warshawski. That movie is awesome. Yeah, you, you. There's even a a very young Jim Carrey. He's also in there, but I I like it because it you know has a little bit of time traveling elements because it does. She kind of goes back in time a little bit. 
Um, he's one. He's one guy that got better looking with age because in his yeah. younger years he kind of looked kind of I don't know weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I I kind of agree with that. But with his movies, they're kind of a hit and miss. I think he had a lot of bigger hits uh, back in the day, but post. I don't know, the 2000s, that's when, like, you couldn't tell if something was going to be good or not, you know, just because his name is attached to it. Um, Agree. Yeah, so there was one, gosh, it was, in my opinion, I thought was a very bad movie, but it was called, like, Bad Lieutenant. Yeah. Um, The one that took place in, like, Louisiana, I think it was. Yeah. But that was just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there was a time where I was just, like, renting everything, you know, uh, whether it was in Blockbuster or or watching it on Netflix. I'm just like... Wow, this is not good, and I—I uh, don't know. I it, maybe you can refresh my mind for some of the more recent stuff, but I think like the last stuff that I kind of enjoyed were the family stuff. You know, the um, National Treasure one and two. Oh, I love yeah, I love National Treasure. I think those are fantastic movies. Um, man, they're so good. I I've I've, I've been dying for a part three. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sorcerer's Apprentice, Season of the Witch. You know, I he was funny in Kick Ass. I did enjoy him in that. But oh, uh, right, right. Uh, you know, knowing I was crazy that that where the plane crashes. Uh, knowing was actually kind of good. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's, I, it's 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 one of that would also be kind of like a, a not good movie, but it was still enjoyable. Yeah, Bangkok Dangerous. I hated. Uh, I didn't watch that. Next, I actually really really liked that was a, that was a fun uh, movie. I thought that was okay. Yeah, World Trade Center, very good. I cried a few times in that movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, Wicker um, Wicker Man, uh, the Weather Man, um, okay. The but the is that is that what John Cheadle or is that Family Man? Oh, the Family Man is the one that has Tila Leona in it, and I love the Family Man. That's the one where he loses his family and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I love Family Man. That's good. Uh, I mean, he's made so many to mention, but I mean, back in early '90s, we had you know Amos and Andrew. We mm-hmm. had Guarding Tess. If it could happen to you, Trapped in Paradise, Kiss to Death, Leaving Las Vegas to Rock, Con Air, Face Trapped Off. in Paradise. That's yeah. a movie you should do, man. That's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I don't like Snake Eyes. Eight uh, millimeter. You know, bring bring out the dead was kind of creepy. Oh, I saw that in the movie theaters, man. That yeah, that's a really slow burn right there. That's a slow movie. Yeah. Um. What else you got there? And then probably right after that one, uh, Bringing Out the Dead, was Gone in 60 Seconds, right? Yeah, Gone in 60 Seconds, and then The Family Man was the same year. So yeah. I, I'd say the last good movie that I liked from him, because 2015 is next year, obviously, Left Behind is this year. The last one I saw, which I didn't even see Ghost Rider 2, I just heard terrible things about it, had to have been Kick-Ass, was the last good movie I saw him and that was 2010. Yeah. You know, it's funny because uh, Nicolas Cage is one of Phoenix's uh, favorite actors, but I think it's because Ghost Rider is like one of his all-time favorite uh, superheroes. So he loved the first one, so I took him to go watch the second one. Even he admitted that the second one wasn't so good. Yeah. Yeah, He's he's got this um, uh, autographed picture that he bought at one of the memorabilia stores. So that's that's how big of a fan he is. But uh, yeah, Gone in 60 Seconds came out in 2000, same year he was born. Awesome. And uh, no, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I, di- I didn't even remember that. But yeah, that's the same year he was born. And uh, I think I was working at the movie theaters when it came out, too. So I got to see it then. Nice. Uh, Angelia Jolie, as we know, would become this big star after this movie. I've uh, heard of her. Yeah, you've heard of her. Uh, I really dig me some Robert Duvall. The first time I saw Robert Duvall was in this movie called Days of Thunder that my dad took me to see. I'm not a big race car guy, but. 
there's something about Days of Thunder that I absolutely love. I still Tom to this Cruise. day is yeah, still to this day is my favorite Tom Cruise movie. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I, a lot of people to them, Top Gun is their movie. For me, it's Days of Thunder. It had it had comedy, it had action, it had romance, it had drama. Uh, but Robert Duvall always stuck out in that movie to me. That's what made that movie was was Robert Duvall, and I was like, I love this guy. This guy is fantastic, and I don't care what movie Robert Duvall is in, he's always solid, whether the mm. movie is good or not. His performance, he never phones it in. He's a fantastic actor. He's one of those unsung heroes. If I name my favorite actors, he's always one that I never put on a list because I always forget about. But then when I hear his name, I'm like, there's nothing that I've ever seen of him in that, I, that I've that i never liked of his performance. He's one of those type of actors for me that I, I love, love, love that guy. He's fantastic. Kind, uh, kind of an uh, underrated actor because... You know, I mean, I haven't looked through his list, but I can't I can't think of many movies that he was like the leading man in. Right. He's always he, uh, a co-star. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like like Godfather. Yeah. You, you know, he wasn't the lead. Um, um, most recently, he, he did a movie with uh, Robert Downey Jr. called The Judge. He was not the lead in there either. Nope. You know, so, yeah, I, I can't think of anything where I was like, oh, yeah, that was his movie. Yeah. Uh, even to a lesser extent. Um. Uh, was it the sixth? Was it sixth day with Arnold? Yep, sixth day. Correct. He was in that one, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, see, he was so. fantastic. Even though it wasn't a great movie, he was fantastic, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, this is produced by Jerry Bruckheimer, who yep. produced The Rock and Con Air. And one of my all-time favorites, Armageddon, you know, still Michael Bay's best movie, uh, which has my boy, Will, uh, you know, Will Patton. Will Patton. Yep. Yeah. And Will Patton plays the same exact guy in this movie that he does in Armageddon. He, he play- does. He plays the... The second in command, best friend that will do anything for his friend. You know, we've been in the same crew forever. And, you know, the only time he's been a bad guy was in The Punisher. But I love Will Patton. He's another guy that I don't see him very often. But when I see him, he's always solid. I, I He has a presence about him that I really enjoy. He's got a real cool, calm, uh, like... Uh, like vibe going on like yeah like he's he, humble he's a like, humble guy yeah exactly like he like he's like mr miyagi he knows his crap but he keeps it to himself you know what i mean yeah that's what i dig about will Patton. he's a great guy yeah he, the, the, the same year he came out with the uh, remember the titans too one of my favorite movies yeah yeah i love will Patton and armageddon yeah oh i just watched that the other day man i still cry at the same parts oh <laughs> now you said that that's uh armageddon's your favorite michael bay movie where does bad boys where's that uh, uh well let's see here uh i think that's my favorite michael bay really I well think so yeah the first one i i have a love for bad boys too and i i've done my i've done my defending of that movie uh which everybody hates bad boys too and i, I'm I love of, I love all of Bad Boy 2 up until the end where they go to Miami, right? That, or whatever I, it was. I love it, man. When they go to that mansion, destroy it, and go through all the houses and stuff. So yeah. good, man. I love it. I've watched Bad Boys 2, I think, more than any other Michael Bay movie because it's always on stars and I'm always watching it. And my wife and me, you know, funny thing is my wife hates cop movies with a passion. Lethal really? Weapon, she's like, turn that crap off, you know, but wow. she, she she uses other choice words. She hates, <laughs> she, she hates buddy cop movies. Bad Boys 2 comes on, 
we're watching it and we're laughing. I'm like, why do you why do you like Bad Boys 2 but you don't like any other? And she's like, because it's a different kind of buddy cop movie. There's just something about it that's different. And everybody hates that movie, says it's trash. But I think Bad Boys 2, I love way over Bad Boys 1. And I, I don't know if I've said that in my review, but I've watched it at least 30 times since my review. And it's just, I love it. And I know, I know I'm in the minority. I know people are yelling at me right now. I don't care. I own it. I don't. You know? Yeah, I yeah. I love it. It's it's great. So like once uh, in a while, I'll still go but uh, go on YouTube and I'll watch that clip where um, uh, Martin and Will <laughs> answer the door. Oh, and I it's love the it. daughter's date. Yeah, hey. so that's on YouTube and I watch that all the time. It's hilarious. You ever been with a man? <laughs> yeah. You wanna? Because <laughs> <laughs> like I don't I don't think I've ever heard Will Smith swear in in so in so little in one scene. Oh, he used you know, that N word every other word in that yeah. scene. Yo, and uh, Mofo, you know, he, yeah. he says that too. Yeah, so I, I, know, I might have to watch that soon. I know it's a disgraceful, tasteless movie, but I don't care. I love it. It's fantastic. I love Bad Boys 2. So I'd go Armageddon, Bad Boys 2, uh, Transformers 1, uh, Bad Boys 1, and then, uh, no, Transformers 4. Because Transformers 4 is my favorite series. So I'd go Armageddon, Bad Boys 2, Transformers 4, Transformers 1, Bad Boys, and then I'd go down the list. Yeah, I think Phoenix uh, also um, thought Transformers 4 was the best one. Yeah, it was by far. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, You'll find out where it ranks in my top 10 of the year. Does it make make my top 10 or does it not? But we will soon find out. It already sounds like it will. I know. Not like (laughs) anybody cares what my lists are, right? So it's all good. They write it. It's true. All right, sir. So, yeah, man, uh, I'm I'm digging it. So, basically, this movie, in case you didn't know, we got a retired uh, master car thief. His name is Memphis Reigns, a.k.a. Randall Reigns. That would be Nicolas Cage. Uh, He is forced to return to his hometown of Long Beach, California, uh, and he's got to steal 50 cars in 96 hours for a British crime boss who's the douchebag from G.I. Joe, a.k.a. Raymond the Carpenter. Um, he, the Thor. Ba- huh? Thor. Thor? The second one, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's in Thor. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow, dude. And I- he played uh, Doctor Who. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, uh, what happened is, is his younger brother, Kip, Nice yep. names in this movie, played by Giovanni Rabisky, right? Did I say Rabisi. Rabisi, thank you, sir. Yeah. Uh, essentially, he was supposed to do this, but he he screwed up, and they were gonna kill him. But his brother uh, is based on his reputation. You know, he had three choices: either he gets killed, he takes the job, or his mother, you know, or his family will get killed and his mother for their trouble, basically, because uh, they're they're crushing his little brother in the beginning of the movie, essentially. But he's like, OK, fine. You know, I'll I'll, I'll do your job, whatever the case may be. And we got some brother uh, discord, which we'll get into the details of that in a little bit. But essentially, he gets his crew together, which is uh, Robert Duvall's character. His name's Otto. Uh, he has a former girlfriend named Sway, a.k.a. Angelina Jolie. Uh, we got some Donnie, which I love Donnie, played by Chi McBride. This guy is awesome. Yes. And then we have Vinny Jones. Named, uh, his name is Finks. Uh, this guy is great. And essentially, you watch a whole movie of them trying to figure out how they're going to steal these cars. And we have these two fantastic cops. One of them I love. The other one is always annoying to me. The first guy that I love is Roland Castlebeck, played by Deloy Lindo. Now, I just watched The Core the other night on 
on on uh, Netflix, and I love the core. It's a it's a great movie that has uh, I may, a lot of people probably say it's guilty pleasure, but it has Stanley Tucci in it. It's got Two Face, Harvey Dent, Mister um, Aaron Eckhart. It's got our Academy Award winner, Next Karate Kid. Uh, uh, <laughs> but not for that movie. <laughs> yeah, no, not for that movie. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Hillary, uh, Hillary Swank. Yeah, and essentially uh, he's one of the scientists uh, on there. And uh, he builds the ship that they need to go to the Earth's crust. It's a great movie. My wife always gets pissed at me when I watch the movie. She's like, why do you watch this movie? It's so sad. Just like when I watch Deep Impact and Armageddon. She gets pissed at me every time I watch Armageddon. She's like, why you got to make me watch this movie? You know I'm going to cry. I'm like, well, then don't watch it. And then go in the other room. Go in the other room, woman, so I can watch this movie. <laughs> of course, I don't actually say that because she kicked my ass. But that's another story. Uh, but it's true. I like sad movies for some reason. I don't know. I, I like those big uh you know end of the world yeah those big end of the world movies man i love 2012 i love day after tomorrow which those two movies are going to get reviewed on stl baby i'm telling you we Mm -hmm. should man we should do two that we should do day after tomorrow for since it's winter time we should do that son what do you think Let's do it right now. You're almost done talking about Gone in 60 Seconds. Yeah, yeah let's, let's, let's go into Day After Tomorrow. Let's talk about that instead. Uh, it's a yeah. much better movie than this one is. But I, I, I like those, too. I, I like those um, disaster movies. Yeah. You know, say what you will about them. But because uh, I know, what is it, Roland Emmerich that does all those movies? Yes, he yes. Kinda, yeah, he kind of gets crap for that. But I, I think they're fine. Uh, 2012 was kind of, eh, it was fine. But I, I like John Cusack in it. And uh, day after tomorrow, you know Jake Gyllenhaal, Dennis Quaid, you know with with fun people, it, the movie can still be enjoyable. Yeah, you don't like 2012. What's your problem, son? No, I do, but uh, I, I I think day after tomorrow, I think was a little bit better. Oh yeah, uh, I agree. but but 2012, I only liked it because of John Cusack because he's one of my favorite actors. Yeah, fair enough. If John Cusack wasn't in there, it wouldn't it would take it down a notch? But... Some, some some Woody Harrelson too. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was great. Uh, but uh, I really dig Roland Kasteback. He is essentially the cop, uh, Deloy uh, Lindo. He's the cop that can never get his hands on Nicolas Cage's character. Um, yeah. and- I love this guy. He, he, to me, I think of it like this. If you can't get Samuel Jackson, you'll get Delroy Lindo. He, he's in everything. Yeah, I, I hear you. He's got he's got a cool sway about him, man. He's kind of got he's a mix between Denzel Washington's like badass like you know like glow that he has mm-hmm. and and the in the mouth of Samuel L. Jackson but without the mo without the mofo swearing all the time. Right, right. The fast talking but yeah. uh, he can be kinda uh, badass like like Denzel. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Like he turns his head like for example at the end, you know, uh, I don't want to cut too soon, but like when he just turns his head he's like I'm in quite a moral dilemma dilemma. He just turns his head like he's just like Denzel Washington, but he never swears in this movie, although I'm gonna bring up a scene that they do some editing in which I can't wait to get to but he just has that real cool glow about him, just like Denzel and the mouth of, of uh, Samuel Jackson on an edited TV uh, movie. That's how I would describe this guy. That's why I love him. Yeah. Uh, and his partner, uh, Drykoff, played by Tiffany Alfin. Uh, right, right. Did you say Tiffany? Uh, no. T- I meant to say Timothy uh, Olfand. Um this guy was in Scream 2. Uh, yep. He's terrible that's, Scream 2, but he that's was... That's your STL connection right there. You, you took my STL connection, man. <laughs> <laughs> but he was fantastic in Die Hard 4. He was a great villain in Die Hard 4. Uh, did you I see it. him in Hitman? Uh, I did not, but that was supposed okay. to be... Yeah. Um, it was okay. You, I mean, you're not missing anything, but it yeah. was fine. He was, he's okay. He's serviceable in this movie. Mm-hmm. 
uh, he he definitely can't shine a light in acting chops when it comes to to Delroy. That's for sure. Uh, uh, yeah, as I understand it, he's pretty good in that show, Justified too. I hear that's you know it's supposed to be a good show, and he does very well in that movie or uh, in it. I did hear the exact same thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, but essentially, let's kind of get into the details, sir. Uh, yep. So, movie starts off again. I I never seen the first twenty minutes of this. So, uh, you know, we got kind of the cool. Uh, you know, credits, got the racing credits, if you will, kind of Fast and Furious type credits. It's kind of cool. Uh, and then, you know, Kip up in steel, he's trying to break into a Ferrari place, man, throws a brick through a window. I'm just like, man, I do not remember this. And uh, the one guy, the guy that has the sunglasses, he, to me, I always thought was Dave Chappelle until he takes his glasses off at the end. And I'm like, who is that guy? Doesn't he not look and sound like David Chappelle? He kind of does. I think he's kind of channeling his inner uh, Dave Chappelle. You know, I, 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 I knew it wasn't him, uh, just because you know I, I, I kind of remembered that it wasn't. But you're absolutely right. Like the sound, the look. He's a lot shorter, but he, uh, he he's so funny though. Like when he, when he goes with Vinnie Jones, and he's yeah. like he's like, man, you ever do that again? I'll kick your. Oh, hey, no, man, I'm just playing. Don't you know how to take a joke? You know, I yeah, so I, good. I think they wanted Dave Chappelle and he wasn't available. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's probably what happened. I think you're right. Uh, but this beginning, man, uh, you know, one thing I got to say, the movie's, you know, two hours long and it is really a fast movie. I mean, it doesn't really feel like it. I mean, with the title and all, it does really go by fast. I mean, right from the beginning when when he throws that brick through and you're still in the car and stuff, this movie doesn't really have any slow moments, man. So what do you think of the of the beginning where we meet our, our younger brother Kip and, and kind of kicking things off. What do you think of this intro to the movie? I really like it. Uh, the, the, the intro, you, you can't even tell what's going on. You don't know that he's actually, um, you know, on a mission right now. You know, we don't know that he has to steal X amount of cars. You just know a couple of guys are walking and they throw a brick into a dealership and, and drive out with a Porsche. It's a little suspect like, okay, um, that's not very discreet. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you drove the damn Porsche through, you know, out the window. It, it's it kind of it's going to draw attention, and then you find out that uh, they are going to be, or that they're trying to collect like fifty cars, and it's just like what? that. Just does not sound professional at all. And um, I don't know. I, I it, it's it's a good time, like you said. It, it's it's all fast paced. The our, my note taking was very little because it, it's it's a bunch of watching. You know what what can you write about? You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I agree but, definitely. But but yeah, Giovanni Ribisi, I I like him in everything. Uh, matter of fact, him and Will Patton were in another movie too, the uh, the Postman. Oh yeah, you know uh, he was in brother uh, brothers with Mark Wahlberg and Tyrese. Uh, he was in. Oh the, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Mod Squad with uh, yep. Claire Danes. I mean, mm-hmm. it's true. Uh, it, the movie itself may not be good, but just like Robert Duvall, this guy always does solid performances. I like his look. He's he especially in this movie, he cleans up at the very end, but he's got like yeah. really rough look and stuff. Mm-hmm. But this guy, uh, there's uh, number one, he's got a really cool name, personal name. But this is another guy that I can't really name a a movie that he sucked in. The movie may have sucked, but I can't say. He ever sucked in a movie, just like Robert Duvall. I, I think he always does a solid performance in whatever he does. Uh, versus Nicolas Cage, you could be like, well, you kind of sucked in this movie, sir, regardless yeah. of the script, you know. And uh, But Giovanni, though, it's like, man, that was pretty tight, man. You, you were pretty good in this movie, you know. Yeah, I don't know why, but when I think of him, my, my go-to movie is The Gift. You know, he was in there, um, Keanu Reeves, Hilary Swank, and Kate 
Blanchett, I think, was in there. Was it uh, Katie you, Holmes in there too? Yes, yes. Okay, see, you remember that for a specific scene. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is a family show, son. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, yeah, I didn't go further, but um, yeah, that that's that movie. So. Yeah, uh, but it's true. Now, uh, Tumblr is uh, mm-hmm. played by uh, by Scott Kahn, uh, yep. and this guy. One of my favorites from Varsity Blues. I love Varsity Blues. Saw that in the theater. Uh, it's just, it's a great movie. He's the crazy guy in that movie. He's kind of the crazy guy in this one. I like the fact that he's pretty successful. He's got his own TV show, Hawaii Five O. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I've never checked it out, uh, I've seen various, uh, you know, flipping through the TV. I'd be like, oh, this is pretty action packed. It's been going on for quite a long time. So clearly, this guy knows what he's doing. He's funny. He's not in it a whole lot. But he's one of the guys that's part of Kip's crew. I definitely dig me some Scott Kahn. He, I just, I, I like his off the wall craziness that he does in movies. Are you familiar with this guy at all? Yeah, I am. Uh, I, I like him because he's he's a very good complimentary um, like character actor. You, you know, I, he doesn't have very many leading stuff either. You know, kind of like Robert Duvall. Uh, like I. When I think of Scott Kahn, my, my go-tos are the Oceans movie, you know, because he's in, in all three of those. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He, he plays uh, Casey Affleck's twin brother. Um, and um, I think the very first time we see his character in Oceans 11 also uh, involved cars. Uh, so that, that was kind of – I don't know if that was like a, a slight nod to him and Gone in 60 Seconds too. So that was kind of interesting. But, um, yeah, it, it's. Uh, I think it's also kind of – I think it's also kind of interesting that, um, you know, I looked up the trivia stuff for this movie after the fact. Yeah. But while I was watching it, I was like, oh, Scott Kahn. His dad was in the movie Godfather with Robert Duvall and uh, Nicolas Cage is actually he's a Coppola. So his uncle directed that movie. So they right. have a little connection there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of people don't know. That. Well, I guess it's kind of common knowledge now that he's, that he's actually a Coppola and just changed his name like everybody knows Charlie Sheen and Mila Vestavez are brothers and stuff. Yeah. Do you know what, his, what how he got his last name Cage? Uh, that I don't know. Uh, it's one of the uh, comic book uh, characters. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, damn it. Is it just Cage or I forgot the the guy's name, but yeah, it's uh, um. He's that guy. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what I what I dig is um, we see our, you know, Kip gets in trouble mm-hmm. and and they throw him in a nice firebird and they're gonna crush him, but not before uh, Big Brother comes to the rescue because Will Patton shows up and says, look, you know, you're. Your brother, he got in some trouble. He's like, you know, that's not my life anymore. I walked away from him. But he's like, you know, your little brother's in trouble, and that's when he's going to come back home. And that's when he meets uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Douchebag from G.I. Joe. Uh, I don't really like this guy. I, I think he's kind of an over – I don't know. I, I He's terrible in G.I. Joe, and I think he's pretty terrible in this one, especially when he's like, am I, am I an a-hole? Am I an a-hole? And then Nicolas Cage is like, yeah. You know, I don't know. This guy just rubs me the wrong way. I I don't like him in Thor. Now that you mentioned it, I'm like, I knew there was something I didn't like about the Dark World, and now I know what it is. It's him. So I don't know. What do you think of the bad guy in this movie? Um, I I actually don't like his introduction or to his character. Uh, I didn't find him menacing because I think um, what's uh, what's Will Patton's character's name? Will Patton's character's name is uh, Atlee Jackson. Okay, because he tells. Memphis, he he's like, oh yeah, this doesn't he say that? Oh, this guy, uh, I'm scared of him, or uh, yeah, he, he, he kind of talks him up a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so when we see him, I didn't find him intimidating at all. 
it actually in a little spoiler, but I didn't find him scary until the end. You know, where uh, that's when I thought he was a little bit scarier uh, at uh, basically at the very end of the movie um, between him and Nicolas Cage. But yeah, early on, I, I, I'm just like, oh, just some random bad guy with an accent. Of course, you know, it has to be that way. Right. Yeah. So but but I, I didn't I didn't care for his casting uh, or at least for his portrayal of the bad guy in the beginning. Yeah, I agree. Now, you know, when we set up the fact that uh, he has to take the job, otherwise, uh, basically, his brother is going to be killed and his mom will be killed just for the simple fact of, you know, he had to go through this trouble. So uh, essentially, there's only a small crew. It's just Nicolas Cage and uh, Otto, uh, Robert Duvall, who, who has a clean life of restoring cars. But, you know, he, he wants to be part of this as much as uh, Memphis does deep down inside. And uh, he, he does go to talk to his former girlfriend, uh, Angelia Jolie, Sarah, a.k.a. Sway. They don't really go into much between these two. They kind of leave it, you know, there's a little bit of talk midway through in a car about why did you leave and stuff like that. But they don't, I think they just kind of want to establish the mystery of these two or they don't have enough time. I mean, they got two hours, but they don't spend a whole lot of time on character development in this movie. And you really don't need to in a movie like this. It's really supposed to be kind of fast paced cars and stuff like that. But I mean, even the fast and furious uh, movies take time to build characters. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I was actually going to say like, well, I, don't, I guess we don't really need to know about him and Sway because it's not about them. It's about the brothers. It's it's about the, the, the cars. And uh, Fast and Furious was a little bit different. It was about the family. Yeah. You know, so 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 you get that character development in in those movies. Um, but this one, um, I, yeah, I, I didn't mind. I didn't care for their relationship because it, it didn't play out that way. That made me think that, yeah, I need to see a little bit more. Um because it, it was about the brothers. Yeah. And that's what I felt. Yeah, the brothers stuff, uh, I do like how they play it out. They keep mm-hmm. them kind of arguing the whole movie until you get to the end. Because Kip thinks that he left uh, for different reasons than why right. he really left. And I like the fact that, you know, my big brother's here to save me, but he kind of resents his big brother at the same time. He's like, he's kind of thankful that he's there, but at the same time, he doesn't really want him there. But he also knows if he hadn't shown up, he would have been dead. So I like the conflict that goes on between those two. They do build that up very well throughout the movie. So that's kind of why the the Angelia Jolie character kind of suffers uh, because you're right, the focus is really on the brothers. And, and in a movie like this, that's kind of where you want it to be. I, I've never seen the original, so I don't know how the original played this out. Uh, if there was a girlfriend or whatever the case may be, but it, I'm glad that they have the brother conflict and the conflict, then spending more time on Memphis and Sway's problems, you know. Yeah, I've never seen the remake, but I think they only took the concept of the of that movie. Well, you watched the remake. You mean you never seen no. the original? Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah um... The original I did not see, but I think they just took the concept of it, you know, as far as like stealing the cars and stuff like that is probably one of those things. So I don't think it was like a, a direct remake. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. All right. So uh, essentially, uh, our our cops come and they know that Memphis is in town. I like the I like the street scene where they kind of mess around with them. Uh, you know, say they'll they'll threaten him and throw him in jail. He'll never even know what a car is when he gets out. They'll have space vehicles, which is kind of funny. <laughs> uh, but I, I like the talk between, you know, 
Nicolas Cage character and Delroy. These two have great chemistry going back and forth with one another. Each one knows that they're, you know, that their crap don't stink. You know, yeah, that's the attitude that they have. Like, I'm better than you. And it plays off so well. I, I love it. Anytime that those two are on screen together, I could watch the I could watch those two the whole movie. You know, if it was just two hours of those two interacting, I could totally watch that because it's entertaining. Yeah. Um, so essentially, um, what do we got going on basically after Do we get to the montage where they're recruiting? Uh, yeah, that's essentially what happens after he kind of gets the notion that, okay, he's kind of on to me and the recruiting actually happens accidentally because they're all hanging out at Otto's place and that's when his brother comes with his boys and he thinks he's in it for the money. And of course that's not the case, but that's when Robert Duvall's character Otto says, Hey, we kind of need more guys to pull this off. And, and then when he agrees, that's when you start getting the montage of how are they going to get all these cars. And and they have a, a whole crap load of cars and they have them all um, basically named after females. And they put it in black light writing so that way it can be covered up if the cops ever show up. Right. I See, I, I had a bit of a problem with that earlier in the movie when uh, um, Kip – he, I, I think, you know, we, we see the list on their wall and then the cops were coming and then they break the lights, right? I'm like, well, you didn't clean up the black light because that kind of gives them a hint that the black light's used for something. Um, so that I guess that kind of tells you something about the police to not pick up on that, you know, immediately. But anyway, uh, I, I do like to see where they are going down the list of trying to recruit their old friends again because I think one of the guys that, like, Nicholas Cage calls is already dead. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't know about it. Um but, and, and then the other guy they call is mad at the guy who died, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I want you to know who I am. And, yeah, yeah. And, and then that's also when we get to see like Sphinx. Uh, is it Sphinx or Sphinx? Uh, it's Sphinx. It starts with an S, so it's Sphinx. So Sphinx. just say so what, the pH is an F. Yeah, so say it with an F. I'll call him Vinnie Jones. How about that? Yeah, Vinnie Jones. <laughs> so we see Vinnie Jones, and what is he like a mortician or something or? Because he's working with like a dead body, isn't he? Yeah, and they, he, they call him. He doesn't talk. That's his thing throughout the movie. Yeah. How, how do you talk to somebody who doesn't talk? And he picks up the phone, Sphinx. If that's yeah. you, press the button, and he presses a button, and you know, uh, and they get a bunch of guys together. And in the meantime, while they're getting the guys together, uh, there's a certain individual that can't stand Nicolas Cage, and that would be a rapper. Uh, Matt, what's who is this Ma- stupid Master guy? P. Oh, this guy's <laughs> terrible. He's a terrible rapper and a terrible actor. Let me just say that. I, I forgot he was actually on here. Um, he does have one of my favorite scenes in the movie, though, which is the the cop scene in the diner. That's yeah. my second favorite scene in the movie, and and it's not because of Master P, but it's because of just how great that scene is of running away, dodging the dogs, and then going in and, and just saying the cops are here. There's nothing you can do about it. I'm gonna smoke you. Yeah. And, and then the car gets destroyed later. I that that's fantastic. But the first meeting, uh, that's where Vinnie Jones comes in and knocks all these guys out. Uh, that's how Nicolas Cage first comes in contact with him. Yeah. After, after he calls him, that's when he comes into town. Master P's going to basically kill him. He's fighting, and, and dude blows up Master P's car. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I like that line that he, uh, you know, paraphrasing, but he was talking about oh, when Nicholas Cage is inside the diner looking out the window. He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be in here." I right? <laughs> that was pretty funny. That, yeah. that was great. I love that. Yeah, Master P is not a good actor at all. Uh, but around this time, I, I think he's in here because of like how big No Limit Records was. Yeah, you know, it, it was. I I I actually used to. I was a big fan of No Limit, and I I would buy almost everything they were putting out. And they were kind of, um, their gimmick was every record they were putting out, uh, the casing was plastic and it had a different color. So that way you you knew, you know, that it was, um, uh, yeah, j- that, that's just it. It, it was uh, a different color every release, which was different from any, uh, anything anybody else was doing. So they were really big at that time. as That's probably the only reason he was in this movie. What happens after this? Well, I, I know that there's there's a one point where um, uh, Donnie, right, our, our favorite guy here, he's walking through uh, the DMV <laughs> oh, and, yeah. and he he bypasses the the Asian chick that he was um, uh, doing the driver's test with, which she completely bombed earlier. He's you, the you know? best driver instructor ever, man. He's like, you can't drive, you can't. Oh, he is awesome. I love that yeah, guy. Yeah, he, he's totally ripping her. So so um, so he got out of the car and then uh, he, he lets her. Well, she she was crying. While he was like on the phone with Memphis too, and uh, like like she backed out of the car and got rear-ended right away. But but in this scene at the DMV, he happens to be walking by and she's at like the counter talking to somebody else, and they're saying, um, "What did they tell her? Like like she failed her test or something?" Yeah, it's and, like and then, I, I thought I was supposed to speed up when. Uh... Yeah, you're you're supposed to go faster when somebody tells you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that was so good, dude. I loved it, man. Man, those Asian drivers, dude. Oh, I'm telling <laughs> you. What what's wrong with you Asian drivers, man? Yeah, I don't know. They're they're pretty bad. I, I'll be the first to admit that. <laughs> <laughs> I will. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. But yeah, uh let's talk about this guy. He again, he's uh he's like Robert Duvall's character. You don't see much of him, but when he is on screen, he is great. Uh and this my favorite scene of him is uh they have these keys. That, uh, well, I guess he's, is he part of the keys when he gets hijacked? And he's like, you lazy ass. And he beats the robber up that tried to, to steal the car that he just stole. It was it, what, did he use a key for that? I forgot. I, I don't remember actually. I thought I wanted to say he used one of those, those jimmies or whatever. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So essentially, uh, there are these set of keys that are the, for the unstealable quote unquote cars they had a guy on the inside makes them copies so mm-hmm. that way they can go and steal these cars. And of course the cops catch on to that and have a, a duplicate set sent so that way they can catch the guys in action. But while they're stealing cars, uh, our boy over here, uh, you know, Donnie, he's, uh, he says, you know, I'm like Robin hood. I steal from the rich and I give to the needy. And then one of the other guys said, I thought it was for the poor. He's like, no man, it's for the needy. Cause I need this car. And, yeah. and he's driving off, and this guy's like, get out of the car. And he's like, mother. And the thing is, this is a PG-13 movie, so they're, they're not swearing, right? Yeah. And uh, he grabs the guy's gun and punches him. He's like, you lazy ass. He's like, you – and like the people, you know how hard I work for this stuff? And he just, he beats the crap out of this guy that's, that's you know, trying to hijack him. And it's one of my favorite scenes. And he is just – he's great. You know, he's got some great lines of, this is why I don't work with family – and things like that. He's just like Robert Duvall. He doesn't get a lot of screen time, but whenever he's on screen, he is gold. And he's one of my favorite guys in the crew, definitely. 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's hilarious. He's beating a guy trying to hijack him when he's the one who's stealing the car. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so the the cops catch on about what they're what they're doing because um, our boy uh, Mr. Mr. Roland decides he's going to drop by the uh, the place, and one of our guys, the pizza guy, I like to say, who if you've seen Independence Day is uh, one of uh, Randy Quaid's son. He's Randy Quaid's son. Okay. Uh, he rips off a car that's full of drugs and it just happens to be hanging out on a highway. He thinks he's doing good. And of course the guys are like, why would you do this? This is not our, this is not our stash. This is not a car that we need. This is a piece of crap car. And of course it's a piece of crap car because it's got cocaine in the back and they're all fighting. And that's when our boy, uh, shows up because he's going to make a surprise visit. And I like the fact that how they hide everything super fast yeah. uh, and, and just, you know, make it look like everything's cool, and he walks in, and he knows something's up. He just doesn't know what. I'm sure he heard all the all the clanking around, you know, because they're throwing things in the drawers and trying to be really quick. You know, you can't be discreet with all that, you know, metal tools and stuff flying around. So I, I thought it was funny, like, yeah, he didn't even hear that. Right, but he knows enough to take a look at some paperwork, and he realizes, okay, those are all the cops that are working right. tonight, so that's how he knows this is going down tonight. And I like how he's real. He's got that real swayness of like, okay, why you got this piece of crap car in here? And they convince him to go inside and turn on. One thing I do love that they set up uh, earlier is they put on a tape. Um, Robert Duvall and Nicolas Cage they put on a cassette. Just by hearing an engine, they can tell you what car it is. I love that. It's fantastic. And yeah. I, and I like the fact that this cop knows about cars just as much. Where he starts talking about the engine type and the first time that this car had fuel injection or whatever the case may be. I like those kind of little those little moments because yeah. it shows you that this isn't just about stealing cars. These are people that are in love with cars. Yes, Car- cars are their life. It's their passion. And when they steal a car, they they're not just they're professional. They don't destroy a car, you know, because it's you know it's like it's their baby. You know what I mean? There's like yeah. they they want to make they want to make sure they have keys. They want to make sure if they jimmy it, everything works good because these are their pride and joy. They take respect in these vehicles, even though they're stealing them. They still treat them with respect, and I like that that little kind of um, I don't know, just a little touch. Yeah, that little touch. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's it's very nice. It's very cool. And of course, it helps the fact of when there's cocaine laying on the ground, uh, him revving up the engine gets it uh, to blow all over, and there's no evidence there, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, hopefully nobody gets any like kind of contact high or something. Yeah, <laughs> it blowing into the air. I don't know. So there's there's something that doesn't make sense to me. Okay, so you know at the end of the movie, uh, I know we're kind of skipping ahead, but yeah, uh, this kind of sets up one of the earlier scenes though. As you know, Eleanor is the is the Mustang, you know, the yep. Shelby, '67 uh, yep. Ford Shelby, and uh, at, we'll talk about it more in detail. But when Nicholas Cage brings it uh, to our douchebag from GI Joe, he doesn't want to accept the vehicle because it's a half a vehicle. However, earlier in the film, our boys uh, get this Jeep and they they trash it because they they go to a part they they steal it from a garage. Somebody sees the computer guy. Mm-hmm. And they call the cops and, and, and campus security basically finds them and one of them gets shot. But that vehicle is messed up. Why did they reject that vehicle? 
did they well i guess you're right yeah that's a plot point right there because at the end they already got 49 vehicles and they were waiting for that last one so they should have already had the jeep no that's a very good point um i don't have an answer for that okay that that's one thing i was like well you guys accepted the jeep and that was way worse looking than the shelby does so why is that not considered a half a vehicle I, I don't remember the extent of the damage for the Jeep, but uh, I don't know if you caught it on the Shelby, um, but th- there's a, a pretty good-sized dent, like, on the, on the f- I think, the front passenger bumper. There's there's two dents Some... on the for the Jeep. There's two dents in the doors. The front of it, they crashed through. Okay. They crashed through a statue, so the front end is all jacked up to no end. Okay. Let's say the um, they combined the uh the damages and and it still only equates to half a car (laughs) (laughs) i I think that's pretty plausible oh man uh it it's just it's a little thing that annoyed me but i mean i've given way more passes than that i mean come on i love bad boys too right i mean i'm sure you guys are going to email in and say you are an idiot and i'm waiting for it's fine we had this talk when i review bad boys too so we'll bring it up again yes i love bad boys too deal with it you don't like it i don't whatever nothing i can do about it uh, but it's true. I've given more passes than that. But I just wanted to bring it up to you to see if you noticed that, sir. No, I didn't. No, it, it totally. It, maybe if they were, um, I don't know, the Jeep, like what number vehicle that was. But if it was like in its 40s, then maybe I'd, I would have remembered that. Like, hey, wait, what about the Jeep? But I think it was a little bit earlier on that I completely forgot about it. Okay, now. I, as did the filmmakers, apparently. <laughs> yes. Now, did you notice uh, the scene that happened a little bit earlier when Nicolas Cage is trying to figure out what is in the inventory where he goes to buy a Ferrari and mm-hmm. he, he acts all big and bad like he can't, you know, he can't go to clubs or nothing. He's talking to that guy, right? Uh, he's talking to Roger. Now, did you notice when he's talking about how he has bloody money? Did you pay attention to his lips? Because he doesn't say bloody money. No, well, see, I I I watched it on a. I had a. I don't have the DVD, so I had to acquire it another way, <laughs> and I didn't have earbuds on. So so there's some stuff that I caught just because like the you know my laptop wasn't on too loud. Okay. That kind of thing. Yeah. So there's there's things that I missed in the movie. Okay. Well, he's talking to him. You know the scene I'm talking about, right? Where where he's in there and he's saying how he can't get into a nightclub because he doesn't have the right car, you know, and, and Ferrari is the one to do it, right? That's the scene I'm talking about. You okay. Know? And uh, he goes up to Roger and he's like, because I got all this bloody money that I want to, you know, to give, but no is, one wants to take my bloody money. Oh, I got you. This is this is when he's wearing the suit and yeah. he's uh, in the dealership. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, 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 yeah, yeah. And he says he's he says effing. He says the f word there, and they hmm. cut they cut it out because they're making it. They realize they're gonna make it PG thirteen, so they re-edited that to say bloody because when he says wiener, he also said another word that wasn't uh-huh. wiener. So. It's so obvious, dude. They did not cover that up. I mean, it was it was like watching NBC and you're watching Die Hard and you're waiting for him to say, you know, yippee ki yay. And, and of course, you clearly have some stupid words said over mother effer. Yeah, yeah. It's like mother sucker or something like that. And it, it looks terrible. That's exactly how it did in this scene. It was like you could clearly tell he's not saying bloody money or wiener. It was crazy, dude. Yeah, yeah, I, I know the exact scene you're talking about. I did, I didn't catch it. Um, I'll actually have to go back and and look at it. But I I just didn't find um Nicholas Cage's uh 
him acting acting very convincible. <laughs> you know, like if I was that 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 car salesman, I would have been like, this guy's a little sketchy, you know. But right, that's fine. Exactly. So there was just something I wanted to throw out there. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to look at that. So basically, what I do like, I guess, kind of wrapping up this movie. Uh, we get a lot of montages, montages of them mm-hmm. stealing the vehicles and stuff. I like when Nicolas Cage realizes the cops are on to him. The, the, the girls are dirty. That's the code word. And I like how our boy uh, Donnie's like, oh, she's in labor right now. Oh, this isn't even my car. You know, and he goes, he takes off. Uh, I like those little scenes. And then, of course, the big finale. I like the countdown that they do on the screen where they let you know how many hours there are. Yeah. And the big, the big scene is, of course, when he takes Eleanor, the, the Mustang. This is a good 20 minutes, man, of him just driving away from the cops. Yeah, the chase scene. It's really good. I like if you pay attention to the rearview mirror, there are certain shots where you see Nicolas Cage in his face in the rearview mirror. And then Mm -hmm. other shots, you only see his hands. And that's clearly obviously a stunt driver. Oh, right. But they do a really good job of making you think Nicolas Cage is doing all that driving. I thought that was done. He does do a lot of it, though. Yeah, I I know he does. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure as to the extent though, but it was really good. Um, one of the problems, um, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the problems I had uh, during the chase scene is when he drives off that ramp. I know that was the only way he had to go, but I thought the effect was kind of bad. Oh, you're talking about the Dukes of Hazard jump at the end? Yeah. Um, I, I like the buildup. The you know how he gets to a hundred in like. Oh, man, it was crazy. He was at zero, then he was at 20, then he was at 40, then he was at 60, and all of a sudden he's at 100 miles an hour before he hits that jump. I thought that was really cool. I I love how they shot that. That was excellent. Yeah. And then he does the jump. The takeoff is good. I think it's the side shots. You know, like, for example, Dukes of Hazard, the one mm-hmm. with Johnny Knoxville. Now, I had a problem with that movie for the longest time. I've recently come to actually enjoy the movie for what it is. When I separate it from the TV show and watch it as as the movie presents itself, I actually laugh and have a good time with it. Uh, but that movie, the way that they shoot the General Lee is beautiful. And it's legit. Uh, the, way that, the way the jumps look are fantastic. You can't tell that... You know, they're they're cutting because clearly when you watch the ending of the movie, they're showing you all the times where the car actually crashed and stuff. The way Mm. that those shots are done are excellent. And I know what you're talking about with this one because I have a problem with that in Knight Rider when Knight Rider does the turbo boost stuff. Uh, The side shot doesn't look very good and the landing is okay. But I get what you're saying here. I'd probably say on a scale of one to ten like I like to do for Knight Rider turbo boost. I would Mm. say that that jump was probably a six. Okay. Yeah, I agree. That's that's a pretty good number for that. But when it comes to like Dukes of Hazard, man, like I I had no idea that General Lee could drift. I didn't know that. Did you? Uh, no, no. And, uh, and now you you've seen Dukes of Hazard, right? Uh, yeah, the movie. Yeah. I've seen the movie, not the show. Right. The, and the the scene where they're escaping the cops and they're doing the drifting all around the they're going all around like that water thing, and it's like a big circle. It's uh, like a roundabout. They keep going in a circle and they're drifting the whole time. That's what that's the scene I'm talking about. Yeah, it could be just because of the momentum of the vehicle. But uh, I personally didn't know like that vehicle would be able to do that. I know it's um, crazy. So, so in regards to shots of vehicles, I mean, I, the Duke's a hazard, man. It, it's it's when it comes to jumps, very very good stuff. But with this jump, I hear you. It kind of like you knew it wasn't a Shelby. They were really jumping. 
was it really was it all cgi was i think so yeah yeah but i know i know that they had like seven replicas and they um uh trashed like five of them oh wow yeah crazy so uh so our boy gets to uh deliver the mustang uh four minutes late of course they reject it and, 12 minutes late oh I 12 minutes late Ooh. yeah i think i think nicholas cage was like uh you know it's only 12 minutes or something like that and yeah that's when he said you know take the money off and we're good and all this and that and then uh our basically we just we just have a big blowout between our bad guy nicholas cage uh, there's, they're going to kill him, but of course the brother comes after he finds the the story from Will Patton about why he really left. It was all because of him. He's kind of forgiven his brother. He's going to go help him. And, uh, right before his brother's going to get shot in the chest, uh, he uses, what's that? Um, it's a crane, right? The one that yeah. crushes vehicles. He uses the crane to knock out the bad guys, which is really cool. And that's when, uh, Memphis goes in there to take out, uh, our guy who loves wood, the carpenter. Yeah, and uh, we we get a really great scene that I love, probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie, where uh, Detective uh, Roland shows up and uh, he burns his hand because there's a shot, the steam comes out, burns his hand, drops his gun, and he gets a gun to his face. And then Memphis comes to the rescue, knocks him over the edge, and they kind of stare at each other. And he slowly puts his hands up while he goes to grab his gun. And I like the fact that, you know, this cop has been trying to get him the whole movie, but yet still has the decency to let him go because he saved his life. What do you think of this ending, man? I thought it was a good ending because, you know, um, he's given up now, right? Because he's done. He, he's done with what he needed to do. He's yeah. accomplished his mission. And look, I was only getting away from you because I needed to get this done to save my brother. And and I, I think the cops kind of like yeah um, at this point he's like all right you know what the hell yeah he's you know, like a, thing. A, a brother's love is a brother's love you know yeah. we'll we'll do anything for him and uh, that's when he gives that look that I was telling you about like the Denzel Washington kind of look mm-hmm. he's like go on and get out of here I, I kind of <laughs> wanted to um kind of touch on what I I mentioned a, a little bit earlier uh, how I felt uh, what's the bad guy Raymond Raymond something uh yeah Raymond yeah, yeah Raymond the carpenter yeah, yeah Raymond so um because uh, earlier uh, I mentioned that in the beginning I didn't find him scary or menacing at all just I was just kind of like whatever it's just some guy with an accent but at the end here when uh, Memphis brings that last uh, the Shelby when he brings it to to Raymond he's like okay so we're done now right it's it's finished and then the guy's like right we're done. 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 We're finished. We're finished. You know, like the, yeah. the, the slow repeats. And you can see it in Nicolas Cage's face. It's kind of like, this is the first time he's looked scared, right? Because earlier on, when they first met, he's just like, where's my brother? Where's my brother? You know, I don't care. Where's my brother? Like, he, you know, he, he wasn't scared of that guy. But at this point, you can see that Nicolas Cage was kind of scared. And uh, rightfully so. So that's that's the only only time I felt Raymond was actually scary. I I will I will agree with you 100. percent That's probably the only scene that I like where he's like done, you know, yeah. finished. And it's really the only there's only two scenes where Nicolas Cage is quote unquote off uh, mm-hmm. when they do the low rider and and he does he waves his little hands. He's like, yeah, let's go. I'm like, that's kind of that was real cheesy, but, a little cringeworthy. Yeah. Yeah. 
and then when he's like, I'm a little bit wired. And, Yo, yeah. I, I actually liked that. <laughs> I yeah, kinda, that, that I kind of liked. I kind of like it too. I kind of like when he does it, I kind of do it while I watch it. Like, I'm kind of wired. Yeah, yeah. Like, because yeah, of his delivery, it's so Nicolas Cage. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that's just, that's, that sums him up right there. Just a little wired. Yeah, it's, it's um, so perfect. It, it sums him up because it, it's true. You're right. That, that one little line signs him, sign, you know, uh, is him in a nutshell. I'm a little wired. Yeah. <laughs> you sound just like him too. <laughs> uh, what did you, th- okay. Angelina Jolie, she's obviously easy on the eyes. Obviously, but obviously not as a blonde though. Um, I should well, say, I, I think she's, I think she's been okay as a blonde. Uh, I'm trying to think, um, there's that one movie where she was like a reporter or something. Uh, insult. She's a blonde and then goes brunette. So it's, it's I think it's the dreadlocks. Maybe that's- it's the dreadlocks. That's what I was going to get to is that I did not like her with those. Now that doesn't make her any less pretty, but I felt that her and Nicolas Cage, like their characters, um, they won. They didn't look like a good pairing as far as looks goes. With her and the dreadlocks, I think she would have looked better paired up with the little brother. But and I kind of thought about that, and I was like, well, you know what? Maybe Memphis kind of is like is overlooking the hair and whatever. It's just her passion for cars, like he has too, and that's why they were together. But I, I just I didn't like her choice of hairstyle. I just thought that was a little weird. You know, I can definitely agree with that, but I think they kind of wanted to have a a girl look different than the Fast and Furious girls. Mm. You know, you don't want to have, you know, because let's face it, the Fast and Furious girls, they're all over the place. You got Michelle Rodriguez, who's the badass tomboy. Then you got, uh, you know, a.k.a. Wonder Woman, who is very beautiful, but she totally knows how to tear up a motorcycle. Uh, I mean, each one has their own kind of look. And I think by giving her, I mean, no other girl had dreadlocks and it, it kind of makes her more tomboyish because of the fact of she has this look and you're right. He sees her passion for, uh, the cars, but I think, I don't know. I, the way they, they made her hair super messy kind of gave her that look like on the cover. You can't yeah. tell she has dreadlocks. Her hair is, you know, gently over her chest and stuff. But in See, the movie, they, in, they movie. even covered it uh, on the cover box. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they didn't like it either. I don't know. It's because I mean, uh, what what year did Fast and the Furious come out? Ninety nine. Oh, two thousand. About the same time. All right, but, let's take a look. The Fast. Yeah. You okay? The yeah, fast. go ahead. Go ahead and look that up. I just feel that because uh, I get what you were saying that maybe their their choice. Um, uh, decision in going with a hairstyle was maybe to separate her from any of the girls from Fast and the Furious. Ah, Fast and Furious the next year. <laughs> see, there you go. So, so I, I don't think they were trying to separate themselves. I, I can get that understanding of it, but uh, I, I think, I think hands down, Angela Angelina Jolie is a lot sexier than any of those other girls from Fast and the Furious. So, given her like you know with the straight hair or whatever, I, I think would have been totally fine. So I just I don't know maybe maybe somebody had a fetish with dreadlocks and was like yeah let's let's do that on Angelina Jolie. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean uh, if we're talking you know for me Gina Carano I think is gorgeous. Oh sure, but she I wouldn't I wouldn't consider her like those girls though. She was just in the movie, right? Um, you know, 
Right. Yeah, I'm Stan- talking about like the, the main girls from right. yeah from the crew. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, but I mean, if we're talking overall girls, Gina Carano out of all those girls is like she's just gorgeous. Um, I mean, a lot of people say she can't act, which is fine. But I mean, she's still oh, good stuff. But yeah, Angelia Jolie, though, it's hard to make her not look good. I mean, right. uh, I mean, there's some movies she's done that I've absolutely hated her in, like the CGI movie. Uh, oh God, where she's like naked, but she's not. Oh, she's yeah. a computer girl. Oh, I don't know what. Uh, but it starts with a B. Um, oh, it's, it's Beowulf. 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 Yeah, oh, yeah. My, I can't stand that. Now, the uh, I can't. I don't know if this. You know, I'm trying to. Uh, Hackers, of course, is one of her earlier movies. Yeah. I think the first Angelina Jolie movie I ever saw was The Bone Collector. Me too. Yeah. I, I fell in love with her watching The Bone Collector, and I was like, this girl is fantastic. Then the next movie I happened to watch was Girl Interrupted. I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch this because I loved her in uh, The Bone Collector. And of course, Gone Inter- Girl Interrupted is such a hardcore, serious movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. And then, of course, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I'm like, I really love this girl. This movie was great. And I hate Brad Pitt. But, of course, after that movie, what? I love Brad Pitt. I, oh. I've i always hated Brad Pitt until Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I really? Could, I, I hated him, dude. I could not – because he's Mr. Sexy and all this and that. I'm like, this guy's a douchebag, whatever. <laughs> but I watch Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I'm like, okay, I love this guy. He's all good. Uh, and of course, watching her wanted all those stunts she did was crazy. Yeah. Uh, I had problems with Tomb Raider, but now I enjoy those movies. The first time I saw them, I was like, I don't. Why is this so supernatural based? And then I play the video games. I'm like, okay, well now it makes sense. So there's a lot of movies that I have enjoyed her in. Hackers. I haven't seen Gia, but I know she she kills it in that. Bone Collector is probably my favorite of her movies. Uh, out of anything I've seen her in, just because maybe it's my first. I love her in Salt. Uh, Changeling, I still haven't watched because I hear just how it's, it's, sad it's, it is. Yeah, and... it's it's uh it can it kind of is mildly dis- disturbing too. I actually own it, um, because because I, I I really like the movie, but I I like all those sad disturbing stuff. Um, yeah. But uh, I I think maybe another reason why uh, uh for me anyway why I really like Bone Collector was because Denzel was in it too. He's also one of my favorite actors. Oh, of course. If but yeah. if Denzel isn't on your list of favorite actors, you should be shot. So yeah, you should <laughs> at least. <laughs> and of course, I got crap because I said that Deja Vu is my favorite. And ooh, how could you say that, Mike? You're a terrible person. <laughs> You're a piece of crap. How could you say that? And Deja Vu is a fantastic movie. You suckers. Yeah, it's fine, man. It's got Idiots. time traveling. That's awesome. You know, right. That that's already that's five points extra just because of that. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It no, is. that's 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 fine. You know, uh-huh. pe- people have their own favorites, and that's all. Um, but but like personally for me, yeah, that, that's a super fun movie. But um, as far as Denzel, and and I know this has nothing to do with Gone in sixty seconds, but I know, uh, like, right? yeah, the Denzel movies, I like his more dramatic stuff. You yeah, know, like uh, like 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 Hurricane, Training Day, I, I like all of that. Yeah, John Q, it makes me cry every time yeah. I watch it. Uh, man, uh, you know, they're out of time. Really good movie, so underrated. Oh I, gosh, I think I've seen that only like once. And but you didn't you didn't like it? I I don't remember it. No, because because that's the time when he was coming out with like Man on Fire, and oh. you know, so so there was like a lot of movies he was coming out uh, coming out with that I wasn't able to catch up on. Yeah, out but, of time. Uh, yeah, he's a cop that. 
Uh, he has to prove, you know, he has to prove he wasn't the killer while being a cop at the same time. And, and he has faxes coming in that he's got to hide and this and that. It's crazy movie, dude. It's awesome. No, I'm pretty sure I've seen it. Uh, tell me who the girlfriend was. Was it like uh, a Eva Mendez? That's what I was going to say. I was like, is it Eva Mendez? That's funny because uh, she was also in um, training day with him. And Too Fast, Too Furious. Speaking of Fast and Furious, girl. See, yeah, we're bringing yeah. it back. There you go. <laughs> it all comes back to that. So now, are you going to do like one big um, uh, marathon like podcast review for those? Or do you, do you, what's your plans for those in the future? Fast and Furious? Yeah. Well, this is car related, so we'll bring it up. Uh, right. I mean, I, I've already done mini reviews of those. Like for five and six, right? I, I've, I did full reviews for five and six. Surprisingly, Fast Five is my most downloaded episode. I have no idea why. It's a terrible episode. Uh, but, uh, five and six, I did full blown episodes for, of course, I'm going to do one for seven. I might leading up to seven do, you know, one, two, three and four, and then Mm -hmm. seven could be, I mean, I'm in a, I'm in a car phase. You know, I, I, after I watched after the furious seven trailer came out, I watched death race. I watched speed gone in 60 seconds. And then everybody pretty much was upset that, you know, we, everybody wanted all three movies reviewed. So I'm down for that. Uh, I, I wanted to do two movies back to back. I just didn't have time, but yeah. it, it worked out this way. Recording on Sunday, you know, you got to come on. So um, I'm I'm excited to talk Death Race and Speed next. But yeah, as far as the rest of the Fast Furious movies, I probably uh, should do full blown episodes for the for those before the Furious Seven movie comes out. I guess we'll uh, have to see, um, you know, what people want. But yeah, uh, yeah, man. I as far as you know, there's not a lot of um, I don't, I don't know what I was going to say there. I was going to say there's not a lot of good racing movies, but that's not true. There's a lot of great racing movies. But Yeah, e- even Cars to yeah. a certain extent. I mean, yeah. I know that's an animation, but that's, that, that's a great movie too. I mean, this movie, I mean, to sum it all up, Gone in 60 Seconds is a really fun movie. Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely like if I want to watch a, a race car movie or whatever uh, and I want to laugh and have a good time, I'm always going to throw in like uh, fast forward five or fast six or whatever before something from that franchise yeah like yeah. death death race i i love death race that's a super because f- it's it's action-packed because there's fighting in there there's car race there's death there's th- that movie is just balls to the wall and and i love death race as you'll be able to tell and of course speed is fantastic when we get there as far yeah. as this movie I, I think i'd go three and a half a solid three and a half on this movie um would, would be my rating on this one yeah, no, I, I agree. That's actually what I was thinking. Uh, it, it's not one I would go back and keep re- revisiting. I mean, the cars in here are gorgeous. You know, they're, they're all very um, good-looking cars, very expensive cars. Uh, but th- there's, yeah, there's nothing that I, I really care for. I mean, uh, like like the the brother relationship is fine, but that's like not the main story. It's 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 um it's car porn. You know, is it, it, all it is. It, there's uh, we mentioned it earlier. There's not a whole lot of story between anything else because they're focusing more on the um the caper of yeah. the, trying to you know uh, collect all these all these cars. You know, and you got fifty of them. So and I, they probably show like twenty. You know, but the entire movie if you want to look at cars well this is definitely the movie for you i want something with a little bit more story too so i can kind of like the characters um and i think from this review it seems like the only person we really liked was donnie <laughs> you know <and laughs> I, one of the other lines I, I really um 
uh, laughed at was when he called that that one guy ghetto Smurf. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so no, I, I mean, there wasn't a character I didn't like. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I mean, they were. I'm. They're. I like I like more than others. But I mean, yeah, if I'm talking like my favorites in this movie would definitely be Robert Duvall. Uh, I think the cop is probably my favorite character. Rain, um, just uh, Roy Linda. Yeah. 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 Uh, he was just he's so good, man. I, I love that guy. I love Robert Duvall. And, you know, I, I definitely dig Angelia. She wasn't in it much, but uh, the, I think that's the thing. There's just not enough time to, for all these characters. But somehow Fast and Furious pulls it off with all these characters there's just a different dynamic there i guess maybe it's because we got six movies and this is only one to be fair uh but there's not really anything in this movie i don't like but at the same time it's not like i'm in love with this movie it's just it's a super good fun movie to you're having a bad day throw it in grab some popcorn and just forget about the world for two hours yeah yeah i don't love it i really enjoy it exactly yeah so, all right, sir. Well, that's it for our review. Let's get into our emails and hear what the STL Nation has to say. All right, sir. So our email is a brand new emailer, sir. We got a new member of the STL Nation, and I'm not going to have you do bonsai because you're not Jameson, and yeah. only only Jameson could do the bonsai, son. Fair enough. That guy, uh, whew, he, I'm telling you, man, he's, he does it probably better than Mr. Miyagi, man. It's crazy. I agree. <laughs> yes. Bonsai, Daniel-san. Hey, bonsai. 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 Our emailer, sir, his name is Colin, and he's from the UK, son. Oof, it's good times. Here's what he had to say. And this is back in September, uh, so I apologize for waiting so long to read this, but, you know, uh, I got to get it out of the way. So here we go. Hi, guys. I just listened to your podcast on Rocky Four, and I thought I would email with something I think uh, I don't think you knew. When the press swarm Adrian asking about a fight before that, there was a scene deleted. This is partly in the trailer. It's a scene in the boardroom with the American Boxing Council, Rocky, who wants to defend the championship against Drago. The council has sternly, are sternly against this, with the chairman declaring, He's Drago! Uh, had one fight and one man is dead. Rocky then declares his intention to fight Drago regardless. Uh, it is then that the scene with Adrian should be played. Hope that clears it up. Great podcast. Loved your 100th Karate Kid episode. Best wishes from all your listeners in the UK. Good times, Colin. So thank you, Colin, so much for writing in. Uh, it was great to hear from you, and I hope to hear from you again in the future. Woohoo! Nice. Uh, do you, did you write an email, sir? Oh, wait, you were on the episode. I guess yeah. you didn't have to. <laughs> I thought I thought about uh, emailing just to say hi. <laughs> Jameson does that. He'll, he'll, I know. He writes himself as we're recording and sends in me an email right away. It's always funny. So, all right, man. Well, that is it for emails. So uh, let's get into the music spotlight, sir.
All right, man. So uh, this song, man, uh, I was uh, I was doing some shopping. Um, uh, there's this thing in Illinois. It's called Farm and Fleet. There's not a lot of them, but it's kind of like a farm store and clothing store and things like that. And my wife works there, and they have this thing called Toyland. So it's like uh, they sell a bunch of toys that are cheaper uh, than normal at other places. And then, of course, Walmart comes and tries to steal the prices away. So as I was shopping there, the song came on that I hadn't heard in forever. And I was like, this song is so amazing. I got to do an underground hour. And then that's, of course, when we had our discussion and uh, I did the whole uh, we did the whole episode together. Uh, instead of an underground hour, we did a jam session and I said, I will save this song for the next movie review for the music spotlight. So here it is. The song came on and I'm sure you remember it's from blessed union of souls. It's Hey Leonardo. She likes me for me. Not because don't you remember that song, sir? Oh, you, you got to sing that a little bit louder. I couldn't hear you. No, man. <laughs> yeah. She likes me for me, man. I, I totally forgot about this song. Blessed union of souls. I'm like, Oh, I love these yeah, guys. Yeah. And uh, Hey Leonardo uh, is the title, but technically it's She Likes Me For Me. And I was like, man, I haven't heard this song in forever. So I'm going to play it for the Music Spotlight song. So good times, man. (sighs) I said, baby, I do this. I thought that you knew this. Can't stand no haters. Now there's the truth is and my flow retarded. Be (laughs) departed. Swag is stupid. I guess I'm in an apartment to get my money on time. But they got money to decline it. Sorry. No, no. Hey, you better leave that in. (laughs) Me do some Iggy? I don't think so, son. You just did it. I did. Who did yeah. that? Who, you done did it. Who that? Who that? I G G Y. Do that. Do that. I G G Y. If you don't put that on there, I myself will take my <laughs> recording, edit that out, and, and put it up. Uh, okay, maybe I'll leave that in there. We'll we'll see. So there you go. All right, man. Well, that is, uh, I think that's it for this episode. Uh, you got anything uh, that you want to say to the nation, sir, while we wrap things up? No, just, uh, you know, it, it, it's no secret. I, uh, you know, I host a podcast with my son, Hydrate Level 4. Um, you know, uh, you know I, I'd like to hear a little bit more feedback. So if anybody hasn't checked it out, please do so. And um, just let, let me know, you know, some of your thoughts. Um, and also, if anybody's watching The Flash, my brother and I, we do uh, a podcast called The Pod Flash. And uh, we actually got a listener from the nation to write in recently. So that was super awesome. Oh, who um, is that? Uh, Larry. Larry. Yeah. Oh, oh awesome, man. Yeah, Good yeah. times. So I recognized his, his name when he emailed in. But I was just, you know, just like, oh, cool, a brand new person. And then uh, me and him started talking a little bit. I'm like, oh, he told me he was from the nation. I go, okay, that's where I saw your name. Nice. So, so nice. yeah, the nation is strong. Uh, so Larry came on by. Um, Way to go, Larry. Yes, yeah. So I, I do feel that uh, uh, our episodes on the Pod Flash are getting, uh, uh, you know, better. My brother's getting more comfortable behind the mic, uh, and he's actually moving back home pretty soon here. So him and I will be able to record in the same room. Nice. So hopefully, uh, any any of the problems that people had earlier on with our show, hopefully that they'll kind of, um, you know, give us a second try, and 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 maybe they'll like it better then. You know, speaking of second tries, you know, mm-hmm. I, I did a Karate Kid commentary track and uh, nobody told me if it sucked or if it was good. So I don't know if I should continue with that, sir. You want me know. to email in and tell you right now? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I need some feedback because it was super fun to do, but uh, I didn't hear nothing. So I'm hoping no news is good news and people want to hear maybe Karate Kid Part 2. I don't know, man. Did, did you listen to it, sir? 
Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And I actually kind of mentioned to you a little bit earlier that it, you couldn't even tell that that was your very first commentary. You know, it, it was very natural to you. Uh, you threw out a, a lot of good points. You know, it, it, was, it was fun to listen um, while working. So, uh, I, yeah, yeah I, can't, I can't wait for your next one. Oh, cool. Well, I was actually thinking after the Karate Kid Part 2, I'll probably do Adventures in Babysitting because I, my wife and I just, like, know all the lines to that. And, uh, I don't know, it'd be fun to don't fool with the babysitter, do the, M- do the <laughs> yeah. NBC edit. I think that'd yeah. be kind of fun, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's cool. Um, yeah, uh, I had a lot of fun. I did have a skip in my DVD, so I hope it's not off for anybody. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, there was just I, a little glitch or whatever, but yeah, I remember that. How bad was the skip? It was probably only like a couple seconds. Right? Yeah, it was like it was like two seconds, but it yeah. was it was enough to throw things off. I was like, oh damn it! Uh, yeah, I, I, it's I, okay because like uh, you kept on um, getting ahead of yourself, as you said. So. Yeah, I did. Yeah, just to kind of say, oh, watch out for this, watch out for this, you know, because I was just I'd get too excited. But I mean, I'm excited to do part two because part two is definitely uh, very. I don't want to say more dramatic, but it doesn't have, you know, the, the fast, the fast pace of the first one, uh, in an aspect. I mean, let's think about it. There's, there's one fight scene and then there's nothing that happens for 40 minutes, you know, and in karate kid one, I mean, he's getting his ass kicked every 10 minutes, you know, there's always something going on. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's more, more backstory for Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to go through that. Uh, whether I do part three, it'll be another story. That's more of a kind of a guilty pleasure that I kind of like to make. I, I like to pretend that I like the movie, but in the, back of my mind i'm like oh man this really doesn't make any damn sense why is this happening when he fought for his life in part two and he scared this little chump for some stupid tournament doesn't make any damn sense (sighs) yeah and and from what i remember you've put out before now if you do a part three listeners probably want to listen to one three then two yeah because it makes more sense logically yeah you know when you're fighting for your life a tournament is no big deal, you know, but whatever. I don't know. I, I've said that before to try to rationalize part three, but when my boy Billy Zapka comes on and rips on part three, I think it's okay. I don't have to like it anymore, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good in the hood, son. So, mm-hmm. well, sir, thank you for uh, coming on, man. It was it was fun. Um, hopefully, uh, the next episode uh, will be sometime next week. I mean, I'll be honest with you guys. Uh, my work schedule has been really busy. Uh, it's been real exhausting lately because I'm doing a lot of traveling, going to places, and and computer work takes a lot out of you mentally. It's just trying to figure stuff out. So, uh, you know, and, and my wife's work schedule has kind of changed a little bit. So, unfortunately, you know, these won't be coming out as often as I wanted. Like, you know, once a week, it might be once every two weeks. But I uh, definitely I'm far from canceling the show. That's never that's not my intention at all. Uh, I just, you know, I gotta be honest though and be like, I can't do as many of these as I, as I want to just because life has become very busy lately. And, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, the next set of reviews though, you know, do some death race, do some speed. I definitely am excited for the karate kid Two commentary track. If everybody's down for that. And then of course the big episode, the top 20 songs of 2014 with the top 10 movies and then January kicks things off, man. And uh, new year, new STL. You know, I'm excited. 
Uh, maybe you can come on and join me for some, you know, for some more reviews. That'd be cool. Yeah, so, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So, uh, I think all in all, if you guys, you know, I think that's about it, man. I mean, if you want to write in, as you know, it's stlpodcast@gmail.com. Uh, if you want to go to Facebook and find the show, it's facebook.com slash sweep the lake podcast. I do want to apologize if I sounded kind of negative today. Uh, I, I had a really bad day yesterday and, uh, it was just a lot of drama and, and losing friends and all this and that. So I am, you know, I admit I was kind of negative attitude in this episode. So I apologize if that, you know, came off. Uh, I didn't mean to, I was kind of trying to joke around, but uh, hopefully I didn't offend anybody, but, uh, I just, it was such a terrible day yesterday, but at the same time, I really, really wanted to record this episode. So I, I can't, you know, postpone, yeah, you know, when you're planning it, letting everybody know, Hey, I'm going to deliver this Sunday. You know, you don't want to just say, Hey, forget it. I can't do it anymore. So, so yeah, I'm sorry about, uh, I don't know, sir, if I was negative at all, but, uh, no, you know. no, not at all. I think, I think we had a good time. Yeah. I, I had a good time. You know, I, I kind of went off on bad boys too. If you know, you don't like it. Oh, well, whatever. But, uh, I think tangents are always fun. Yeah. Tangents are always fun, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, until next time, uh, if you want to write in, uh, I'm going to obviously record the next episode after Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm planning on going shopping and doing good old Brown Thursday, as they like to call it. I'll let you guys know the adventure I had, let you guys know about uh, all the Blu-rays I bought. You know, maybe, sir, uh, if you're going out there, maybe, uh, you know, we can talk. Maybe you can come on for Death Race and we can talk about what happened with you. If you're going Brown shopping, I don't know. Uh, I brown shopping, you know, <laughs> brown Thursday shopping. I call it I call it Yellow Friday. <laughs> Yellow Friday. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I gotta use the hashtag Yellow Friday. Yeah. Good times. So I think that'll be it, sir. And uh, I had a good time. So thank you for coming on. Uh, it was a blast. So. Yeah. Yeah. Always, always a pleasure. All right. Well, you guys have a good one. Have a great Thanksgiving, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. So until then, have a good one. Take care. She don't care about my car And she don't care about my money And that's real good Cause I don't got a lot to spend But if I did, it wouldn't mean nothing She likes me for me Not because I look like Tyson Beckford With the charm of Robert Redford Losing out my ears my faults and indecisions, my insecure conditions, and the tears upon the pillow that I shed. She don't care about my big screen, or my collection of DVDs. Things like that just never mattered much to her. Plus, she don't watch too much TV. And she don't care that I can fly her. Places she ain't never been If she really wants to go I think deep down she knows that All she has to say is when She likes me for me Not because I hang with Leonardo Or that guy who played in Fargo I think his name is Steve She's the one for me And I just can't live without her My arms belong around her
She likes me for me Not because I sing like Pavarotti Or because I'm such a hottie I like her for her Not because she's fat like Cindy Crawford She has got so much to offer Why does she waste all her time with me? There must be something there that I don't see I don't see She likes me for me 